am Chastity, and this is my bestie, Ebony, and today we are coming to you from our Unapologetically Men Christ podcast. Oh, we are talking about a topic that is, I guess you could say is now being often um, spoken on, but a lot of times it's just spoken on amongst our homegirls, our friends, and not necessarily um, on a platform as we're doing today. So today we our topic is Black Women Have Postpartum too. Yes, um, this is going to be a special episode because we have a special guest. Today we have my sister that I met through a coaching program all the way from B-more, <laughs> Dr. Latoya Wiggins. She is the CEO of She Is Nourish LLC. She's a wellness coach, a self-care strategist for Christian moms, and a transformational speaker. She is most definitely all those things and more. She's a wife, she's a mom, and she is able to find ways to balance every role and every hat that she wears, um, despite of her ups and downs. But she also, y'all, was able to use her, her valleys, her lows. She was able to use those things to create strategies and tips um, to help to help other moms like us they go through different situations, how to get to that mountaintop. So we are so excited to have our sister, Dr. LaToya. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Welcome, 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 LaToya. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Yes, yes, we're super excited. Yes, this this is going to be a good episode. So, um, Dr. Latoya, what I want you to do is just, I know I gave, you know, an intro, but I want you to tell the people who you are, share your story with our audience. Yeah, so hello, everyone, again. So, yes, my name is Dr. Latoya Wiggins, but feel free to call me Latoya. Right now, I just want to relax and take off the titles, even though we're talking about postpartum. So, I guess I got to keep my mom head on just a little bit. (laughs) So, I am a mom of three boys. So, shout out to the boy moms out there. I have a 13-year-old. Yay! I have a 13-year-old, a 6-year-old, and a 2-year-old. My wife, as um, Chastity said, I reside in Baltimore born and raised I'm a physical therapist also but I've been taking a break from that since uh, my youngest was born and it was in the middle of the pandemic so I just wanted to say you know what this is my the last child I plan on having so I'm just going to stay at home with him but while I'm staying home I'm focusing on my business doing uh, wellness coaching and self-care uh, strategies for moms and I like to say I transition those moms from worn out to winning I teach them how to no longer feel depleted but how to develop those healthy habits to be nourished, renewed, and rejuvenated with biblical principles that bring peace instead of self-pity. Amen. I love it. I love it. So, Latoya, I want to ask you this question. So, me and Ebony, whenever we're on the phone, just talking to each other because we don't get to be face to face because we in two <laughs> different cities now right. so most of our combos are over the phone and we always are discussing how life is so different for us um at this age and where we are spiritually mentally and physically mm-hmm. on where we are right now in our 30s okay yes. 
So we just talked about it was a big difference because me and Ebony, we both had, you know, our first um, children. We had our first sons. I mean, well, I had a daughter, but Ebony got two sons. But we had our first kids like in our early 20s. And so we're like comparing it to where we are now. And it's such a difference from having a child in your 30s. So I just want to ask you, did you notice any challenges with having um, um, your your son or just being a mom, period, uh, mothering all your children where you are now uh, in your life in your 30s? Yes, definitely. So I had my oldest son at 24. Yes, I was still 24. And I was in the middle of PT school. So and I was, I think I was the, yeah, I was the first of my actual close friends to have a child. So I was in school and I was still trying to keep up with my friends <laughs> and you know I me, mean? I was young. So I felt like I had so much more energy back then, even um, with all three kids, I had um, morning sickness or like I, I like to call all day sickness because I was sick all day long, <laughs> but I don't know what it was, but with my first son, I literally only had the morning sickness in that first trimester where the other two kids, it was throughout the whole pregnancy. Like I felt miserable my last two pregnancies. And every time I think about that, I'm like, was it because I was out and moving around a lot when I was 24? Like I said, I was in school. So I just didn't even have time to, I guess, sit in misery. Like I was on the move trying to still, um, you know, go to school, stay in school, make sure I didn't fail out of school. I was still trying to keep up with my friends and everything. And um, even like in the last few uh, months of pregnancy, my body started to hurt then. So, but I, I don't know. I still feel like everything was just so different with that first pregnancy. And that's really the only thing I could think of. Of course, you know, times change. Each pregnancy is different, but I felt like I still had so much more energy <laughs> during that first pregnancy with the last two. All I did was lay around. <laughs> if I could lay right. around, great. Even when I did work, it was like, I'm just counting down, like, when can I go home and lay down? <laughs> and I wasn't I like that the first pregnancy. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm home from school, y'all. Where y'all going at? Like, I was still <laughs> going to the clubs and everything. Yeah. Until, like, until I was actually, like, truly showing. I have pictures of me when I was six months pregnant. Because I did take a while to um, show, too, during that first pregnancy. But I remember at six months, that's when I actually started sh- um, showing. And I had this nice dress that was, like, big and flowy. So you couldn't even tell I was pregnant unless, like, I um, <laughs> pushed the dress, like, up against my stomach. I'm like, and I had on heels, girl. And that's actually, I remember girl. That, that's when my hips actually started hurting around that six-month mark or whatever. <laughs> But I went out to dinner with uh, two of my friends. We went to the club afterwards and everything. Yes. Girl. Look, we ain't judging you here, honey. Because look, see, I got pregnant with my son, my senior year of high school, towards the end of my senior year of high school. So, yes, ma'am, just because I got this big belly, my friends most definitely was not about to leave me going right. to the party. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's no judgment here, honey. And my belly was sticking out. Like, I was... I was in the stage of my pregnancy where I could not hide, especially me trying to wear those little cute clothes. You still trying to wear cute clothes right. when you're young, you're pregnant. Yes. With the heels on, baby. Okay. Yes. It fire and ice for all my Memphis people that know what that club is. Fire and ice and sense. <laughs> Girl, with my mm-hmm. belly. So most definitely had more energy back then, able to move around. And I also feel like my bounce back period, like after having the baby was way more quicker than it was in my 30s. But of course, my first pregnancy, I had my son's uh, vaginal. 
But when my second pregnancy in my 30s, I had my daughter in a C-section. So those are most definitely two different um, labor experiences. And it's going to um, also um, have two different recovery experiences as well. But even besides all that, I just feel like I was able to recover quicker. I, I remember recovering quicker after I had my son. Like I was ready to get back in them streets to go back ready outside for the like mm -hmm. a week after having him. <laughs> ready for the world. Ready for the world. Yes. Yes. So I just I think it's a different with that. What was your yeah. None. I was just saying, I know that was definitely a key factor with me as well when I had Kai versus now with Kaden. Y'all postpartum eight weeks. My baby is two months old and I literally needed the whole six weeks to recover because um, I had a vaginal this time versus when I had Kyger, I don't even remember being laid up in the house recovering after I had him. Of course, it was super duper cold when I had him. So I do remember because it was snowing when we came home. But other than that, as far as like any after labor, labor pains or dealing with any after effects, Girl, I was ready for the world after I had Kai. And it's just a big difference in your 20s versus in your 30s. And me and Chassie, used to, we used to say all the time, don't take our advice now, y'all, but we used to say all the time, it's almost like we need to encourage these young ladies to go and have your babies early in your 20s. We were like, child, them because, girls don't pop them babies out when they young. Yes, because when you get in your 30s, baby, it hit differently. It hit Mentally, different. physically, emotionally. I don't even think when in my 20s, I even dealt or even was concerned about postpartum. postpartum yeah. Like, girl, my mama tried to say that because um, my oldest was hospitalized at two months. He woke up with a really extreme high fever. And of course, when the fever is like 103, like his, they kept him for days. And my mama was like, oh, she got postpartum. You know, I was like, girl, ain't no postpartum. And now that I sit here and I think about it, I'm like, I probably did have postpartum, but didn't know and was so young. And we're kind of naive too in your early 20s when you're having babies as well. So I think the only thing that, if anything, I was crying about after having my baby was baby mama, baby daddy drama, kind of. <laughs> like, it's the only thing I probably crying and upset about at night is this relationship is not going the way I picture it to be, but just being in my feelings for no reason. I can't really just think about that, but maybe that's probably why I probably overacted the way I did about mm -hmm. my relationship after mm -hmm. my son. So it's just having that education piece is mm -hmm. so important mm -hmm. and so with you saying that ebony and i want to hear your thoughts as well um toya is you know i think in a black community we do have this thing with black women is you know be independent live your life do your thing don't attach yourself to no man no you too young to get married in your 20s you need to wait till you do something like that in your 30s you need to live the you know live in, in the world be in the world live out your dreams get your careers and all those things and think about relationship and a family later you know, just be this, build yourself to be this strong black woman with all these types of titles and goals and success in your 20s is, is mostly said to us. But after, you know, like Ebony brought up, after us having our experiences, 
and seeing like maybe it's not so bad if you are in that you know part of your life to have room to get married you know you do have someone you know responsible loyal love you all those good things it's not a bad idea to go ahead and start because something that they don't mention is like the later you wait the more higher risk you're putting yourself in danger and your baby in danger and it's just not talked about openly I think because I think in other cultures it's more pushed on them to get married to get a family but in the black culture it's like uh-uh live your life go to school do what you gotta do worry about that when you get 30 something so I just want to know what y'all thoughts on that yeah that's so true because <laughs> I mean I feel like it's so funny like when I think back to like being a teenager or even my early 20s, I always envisioned me being married <laughs> early. And now in my late 30s, anytime I hear about somebody like, oh, yeah, I got married at 20. I got married at 21. Anything usually early than 25. Anything usually a lot of times in your 20s. It seems so weird. Like, girl, you was a baby. But it's, we didn't feel that way back then. You know, but I don't know. I'm, You know, things have changed so much. And I really think it's that culture piece where, a lot of times, I guess in this day and age, um, I don't know, because of things that got messed up over time, you know, a lot of times it is true, you know, like you are kind of a baby in that stage because we weren't, I feel like we just grew up in a different age where a lot of us weren't and still sometimes aren't <laughs> mentally mature for marriage. You know, you're going into marriage for the wrong ideas. You know, we're thinking about the wedding not past the wedding phase you know and I think um you know that's just there's something going on I guess probably since the 1900s on down to the 2000s you know but body-wise <laughs> yes like yeah the, the snapback and I ain't saying the snapback like you're getting snatched because my stomach sure was not snatched after I had my first thumb but like you said the the things you just going through that pregnancy phase the postpartum stage, it was a lot easier. And like you all mentioned, I don't know if I, um, I don't know. I felt like, I think I've told you, Chastity, like looking back, you know, retrospect, re retrospectively, I've probably been dealing with things like depression for a long time. But again, you know, you kind of just keep on pushing that strong black woman type of thing. But, you know, and I, I had my own stresses, maybe depression back then, but it wasn't necessarily related to me having a baby. It was like all the stuff that happened after the fact. Like I said, I was still in school. Like you, um, we were talking about being back out and about fast. Like I had a C-section and my butt was up and down the highway in three weeks, going back to school, trying to keep up with my grades and everything. Um, I wasn't with my oldest son's father, but we were trying to see, you know, things could work or whatever. So I had that issue. Like I said, the baby, the baby mama, baby daddy issues. Like we caused even more drama between us or stress trying to see if we want to work and it wasn't working. So you got that, you know, I was still in school, uh, missing out, um, you know, this pregnancy, well, not pregnancy, me having a child was not the way I envisioned. And then I'm in school, so I'm not spending enough time or, you know, the time that I envisioned that I would have with my child so I had all that kind of stress not necessarily like oh I don't know I feel like I didn't have time <laughs> that was the thing like I had time to deal with any postpartum stuff it's well, like I, I'm, you know I'm like dealing I want to get on that <laughs> I, I want to get on that because that mom guilt not spending yeah. enough time like even that is a comparison when we're young and that's something else me and Ebony's talking about when we're young and having kids we're just like 
we're not really thinking about the time that we're pouring into our kids. We're thinking about like having them in cute clothes and mm-hmm. taking pictures and just, you know, going out to do fun things with them. But we're not thinking like sitting down with them, teaching them, spending time. But in our 20s, and this is the the kind of like the, the, the bitter part of that bittersweet of being young, having a baby, you know, you get to snap back easier, have more energy. But that bitter part is we're still trying to figure ourselves out. Mm-hmm. We're trying to work these different jobs. We're working like two jobs. We're living on our own. We're trying to maintain. Some of us may be in school. So you're trying to finish school, get the degree, do what you got to do. Hustle, hustle, grind, grind, trying to build some money up for me and my child at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's like now you're not really like I feel like all of us now at this point, we're spending a lot of time with our kids. Like yeah. we're really nurturing them you know, right. nurturing them and feeding them. And so I just feel like that part also plays a lot into it. I know when I think about my my life with my oldest son compared to, you know, my motherhood with uh, my youngest, I'm like, there's a difference when it just comes to the time spent. Like yeah. I wasn't spending as much time with my youngest mm-hmm. son. I, yeah. And I was just going to say that, piggyback off Latoya, I honestly feel like, in your 20s, mentally, I don't care how grown you think you are, you're not mentally, because as Chastity said, we were saying like, we think it's having kids, like you said, I wanted to work it out with my child's father. We, and you know, don't get me wrong, sometimes you do end up with your child's father. You do end up getting married at 20 and being married for 30 years. But what are the statistics on that? Like, I really need to look that up because you have this idea of, oh, we're going to be a family. Oh, this is my forever man. Oh, this, oh, that we're doing everything for the wrong reasons. And so we have these children and we dress them up, but we dropping them off because we trying to still keep up in our 20s. We're trying to still party. We're trying to still get our degree because we want to be success, a successful Black mom raising a child. We're, we're, you know, we're doing all of this, but we're not focusing in on the child. And so that's why I do not encourage, you know, at a younger age to have children. Um, I do encourage you to be mature and at least 28 or older um, to have children. And to have their spousal support. My pregnancy this time was totally different from the pregnancy with my first um, son, just because I had that spousal support. And as you said, physically with the body wise, in my thirties, I had um, medical issues going on during my pregnancy, but because I had a spouse and I had someone to love that, and you know, that loved me and care for me, it, it was different, you know, versus if I was in my 20s and I had some medical issues going on, that nigga probably would be like, that's your problem. Where your mama at? You know what I'm saying? Right. They trying to do what they trying to do at the same time, trying to still do us too. So, right. you know, when Two you're immature young, people have yeah, you immature together, yeah. and you're young and you're trying to keep up and you just, so to piggyback off what you were saying, yes. And I forget. And even while you was talking, I also was mm-hmm. thinking about the young uh, ladies that have babies when they're young and do not have no support. They don't have yeah. nobody to drop their kids off to. They mm-hmm. can't finish 
school because they do not have no babysitter. They can't mm-hmm. afford no babysitter. So you also have those women that was like, I had to grind. Like I had to do what I had to do. I didn't have time to have fun and be in the streets and da da da. And so now they're trying to recap their youth years when their kids are more independent and now they always out and about. Right. But it's like in their thirties now in the streets. Yeah, like your baby just a teenager, but this is when they really need you to be at home with them. So you got those moms to deal with those issues as well. But see, at the same time, you a young mom, you don't have no no support. And so you're trying to do what you gotta do, and you still don't have time for your child. Yeah. Because you're still trying to do what you got to do. You're not focusing in. Y'all, I am so grateful. And like you said, you be on this mom guilt trip trip with your oldest. But with my youngest, like, I'm just, know that, y'all, I did not know that when babies are first born, they do not have tears. They, oh, get, no. they gain tears as they get older. My son is two months now. Now he's starting to have tears. He didn't have tears. He just was hollering when he came home. <laughs> I didn't notice that with my first child. It's a lot of I'm things. Like, Boy, take this bottle. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of things that I'm noticing in my second seed that I didn't notice in my first seed. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel so bad. And I'm like, oh my God, he's smelling for the first time. Then I'm like, oh my God, I don't remember when my first child smelled. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, let me tell you about that. I feel like I did better with my first son. I got the journals, the baby journals for each one of my children. First son, filled out even probably um, up to at least two years old. Girl, with each child, them journals looking a little empty and empty. <laughs> I can even look. I can even tell you the exact time that my son was born. I remember I even looked at the clock. I, I, I exited the out. I looked at the clock. That is forever ingrained in my head. Ask me what time them other two were born. <laughs> it was 10 something. I think it was 10 20. My husband told me, and I'm like, look, that was his first child. So that's probably why he remembered. It was, look, and I'm still, I think it was 10 20. The <laughs> other one, it was 11 something. Look, thank goodness right. for the journals, though. I got them. I got them <laughs> yeah, the journals, man. but I can't tell you off the top of my head. <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's true too for me because I remember when my first son he has a whole baby book like I started a baby book camera phones wasn't just that popular so mm-hmm. when we were uploading you know we had to scan a picture to upload on social media and all mm-hmm. of that y'all remember that I so my mom camera. <laughs> yeah so that's why I say my mom bought me an actual digital camera so I've just taken so many pictures and recordings of my first son I made him a baby book child for Chloe I had to remind, and we're going through a pandemic, and I still, I'm in the house all day. I still had to remind myself, no like, Chastity, you ain't taking no picture of your baby in two days. You need to take some picture to capture these moments so she can at least have something to look at through your phone if you ain't going to print them out and put them in a book like you did for your son. <laughs> well, let me just say with my son, with the first one, I got a picture frame, and I pray I still got it because we may have lost it with the transition. But it goes from the months. And I probably stopped it like three months with it. And the baby book is all over the place. Just ultrasound pictures and everything. I still got it. And I'm still going. And I've been saying I'm still going to put his memories in there. Because my mom has so many pictures of my firstborn. She got so many pictures of him. And with Caden, 
I don't even have a, a baby book. Let's start there. <laughs> so, and I was like, I don't have a baby book for his memories. Mm-hmm. I got to get one so I can. So that's definitely on the to-do list for both of my children. Okay. Yeah. So that's her three years old next weekend. I still saying I got to get her a baby book. <laughs> don't feel bad. But Dr. Latoya, oh, Latoya, you, you the girlfriend today. I'm just tying this They take the titles out. Yes, they take the titles out, sisters. As long as you give me permission, baby, because I ain't taking nobody's title off because I don't probably work hard for hard them. Hard for that, baby. Okay? Yeah. So you give me permission, I'm going to do it. But what I want to know next from your perspective, kind of like what we're touching on, is what the thing that a lot of times we do not talk about when it comes to that pregnancy journal, a journey and even after having a baby like what are the things especially in the black community when it comes around like family or and all of that with your friend girls and all of that what is the thing that we don't necessarily make into one of those hard conversations when it talks about being pregnant and after having a baby what do you feel like are some of those things that we really do not discuss for me I don't I feel like <laughs> especially with the first pregnancy I felt so lost and maybe because like I said back then um actually I keep saying I was the only one of my friends I forgot one of my close friends we were actually pregnant at the same time but um I mean again we were pregnant at the same time though but um you know where nobody else really had like other younger kids um but I remember (laughs) after I had my son and I had a c-section and, you know, the nurses, they're coming around, they're giving me pads and everything. And I'm just confused. I'm like, I had a C-section. Like, why am I bleeding down there? Right. <laughs> then I remember I said something to my mom. I said, y'all didn't think I would be bleeding down there inside a C-section. She said, Latoya, wow. I didn't know that <laughs> you actually yeah. said, like, you have your period after mm-hmm. you give birth. I'm like, oh, like, and then I felt yeah. sick. like, that's nothing nobody ever told like my mama mm-hmm. didn't tell me that I did not know mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I said I'm confused I think like if I um if I had a vaginal birth I probably wouldn't say nothing to my mom at all I'm just thinking I'm bleeding because of the what happened birth. there yeah mm-hmm. I'm like oh so this is what happens after it's good to know mm-hmm. and know? some people don't even have their mamas to ask you know what I'm saying yeah. so they just live on their own trying to figure things right, out I didn't ask the nurse I'm just confused I'm like why am I bleeding like this damn day then I had the swollen legs I knew some people um had the swollen legs while they're pregnant which I did get that like near the end a little bit but um from me having a c-section you know all the fluids and everything they pumping in me you know all that major surgery girl them elephant legs are serious (laughs) you know these things you know I guess I just didn't have those things to discuss where I felt like the more, you know, over time, you know, my friends had kids or I end up being friends with people who had kids. I felt like it was actually a little bit more normal again in my thirties. Like these are things that we're all talking about comparing mm-hmm. those. Yeah, this happened in my pregnancy or this mm-hmm. happened and I had um, babies. And then with the breastfeeding um, thing, I think that's a big one because I want to say yeah, most of my friends didn't breastfeed. So um, yeah, that was new for me. So even with my friend who was pregnant, at the same time as I was when we, I had my first son, she didn't breastfeed. So that was a new journey for me. Um, and I didn't stick with it long cause I was in school, but still I, I did it for, um, like a month or so, whatever. And, um, yeah, I think like four or six weeks pretty much, but that was something new. And I think I had a lot of that knowledge because at the time I was working at babies R Us. 
Okay, so. I was just about to ask you that. Like, how did you know about breastfeeding with your first son? I actually... And that was it, because I worked at Babies R Us, and that was one of the things they tried to promote, Um, you know, like, because you got to tell people the breast pumps and everything, so I actually knew a lot because of that. They they oh, wow. used to even have, like, a lactation consultant come in and talk to the moms and things like that, so I actually knew a lot about that, Um, and that's another guilt piece, too, so I felt bad when I actually stopped breastfeeding. Like, I was planning on doing it much longer, blah, 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 whatever, but that was one thing, and then even... Um, after I had my second son, like with each child, I breastfed longer. My last son actually breastfed for 13 months. <laughs> so oh, wow. I, felt, I felt quote unquote unco- accomplished. Even though, like I said, <laughs> wow. whatever you do for you and your child, that's, you know, what's best with you, which is why I stopped mm-hmm. with the first one at four months. I stopped at six months with the second one. But um, even with each one of those, I never had close friends who breastfed for a long time. Um, it was always like, especially with my second son, um, He's six, so that's when I'm on Facebook and you find out it's all these different uh, communities. So I'm all in the breastfeeding groups and stuff. So you're finding out about different things you can do to, you know, increase your milk supply or, you know, all those different things. But I I didn't have anybody like person, you know, personal close to me to talk to those things about, um, to, mm-hmm. to talk with those things about. My mom, she didn't breastfeed um, my uh, brother and I. So, and, you know, I feel like even just growing up, I never really knew. It was like every now and then you knew somebody who breastfed. But yeah, most people were always formula, formula, formula. If, yeah. if you've been mentioned breastfeeding, girl, I try breastfeeding. Yeah, that kind yeah, of goes back it. if you think about that early 20s mm-hmm. thing. That's how Nobody was trying to really breastfeed in their 20s because, again, yeah. you was trying to be out in them streets ripping exactly. and running. <laughs> first of yeah. all, I was so close-minded when he came to it with yeah. my first child. I was like, you want him to latch on? I said, girl, if you don't go get him a bottle of milk. Baby, ain't no latching going on here, okay? He ain't doing it. That was in my 20s. But now I'm breastfeeding in my 30s. I had to think about how old I am all the time. And it's going good. But before, I, this is not even one of the questions that we want to ask. But because you stated that, I just want to know, like, with your second son and with your third son, well, just even period, like, how did you transition? Like, how did you transition from stop breastfeeding? Because when you say breastfeed, I think about the baby actually being latched onto your breast. I know we have the areas where, you know, you can pump the breast milk and they can also drink the bottle, which I do both. But I feel like my baby is just so, 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 you he's so spoiled and he used my breast for comfort. So I'm thinking to myself, like, how am I going to transition him to take him completely off my breast? So how did you do the transition as far as just stopping the latching on your breast? Yeah, so I know a lot of people tend to have a hard time with that. For me, it was actually very easy, probably because Mm -hmm. I was doing both. Now, what I was trying to do primarily was um, had my, uh, about to say my father, had my husband or anybody else, you know, make sure that they were using bottles. Sometimes I would bring bottles with me when we were out and about because, um, you know, I personally uncomfortable <laughs> uh, breastfeeding in front of people. I know a lot of people are like, girl, just whip it out. It's like, I never got to that comfort level. And again, I feel like just do you, you know, if you're comfortable with, with, with whipping it out, great with me. I didn't even really mind, but I definitely, for me, I needed to cover up and that covering up piece would never work because the baby all moving every, all over the place. Like, look, now you got my boob exposed. Like, right. like for me, I personally did not want to be exposed, you know, so a lot of times I would um, bring bottles with me. I mean, I, I would do it in the car. You know, like, I, girl, I would actually 
pop in the car, girl. Oh, we going on a date night? All right, let me bring my pop. My pop in the car. So I would feel fine like that, but just like being out in public in general, I wasn't always whipping it. So a lot of times I would bring bottles and my son would, my children would take bottles from me where I know some people like, oh, my son, they, or my yeah. child, they won't take the bottle. Yeah. I was good with that. Like my, yeah. child, my child, as long as they had something in their mouth, they were good. Yes, that's how my son is. He don't yeah. care. Now it has to be breast milk because I tried to supplement um, Similac. Uh-huh. For the first few weeks when he first came into the world, he would drink it. But then the Similac and the Blue Bot, I can't think of the name of it. He, it was like two weeks ago, y'all. When I say he threw it all, because I had to leave. And his daddy was like, he threw all of that milk up. I was mm-hmm. like, his stomach is not in agreement with it anymore because he's been getting the breast milk. Mm-hmm. And so I have a close friend of mine that's pregnant as well. Our babies are a week apart. And so she supplements all the time. And she was like, I use this. And it was like, it's a Similac too, but I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, it might need Y'all, I went and bought that. I went and bought that supplement. I put it in the bottle. I He tasted on his tongue. He was like, he was he like, get it away. It. No. So I oh. told my husband, I said, it looked like he just going to be getting breast milk. Mm-hmm. I can't be being lazy. I got to go and do what I got to do, what I got to do. Because <laughs> Toy said, honey, she was bringing that pump with her on date night. Did you catch yeah, that? And so that's what I'm going to have to start taking my pump. I don't take my pump with me. Like if I'm leaving the house, I do have bottles for him. But, you know, you will probably have to pump while you're in right. the car or depending on. Girl, I was know, driving. I would drive and pump. Like, oh, I got off work. All right. Let me set up. Double pump. All right, on my way home, girl, I used to have it like tucked in my sports bra and all. So you made sure you were on the clock with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm not saying I was perfect with it, but that was another reason too, because sometimes I'm going overboard where it's like, oh my goodness, I am about to explode or they're already leaking and I need to relieve myself. So yes, girl, mm-hmm. I would be driving or, you know, if I'm with my husband, he's driving. Some, I remember one time I went out with my friends while we went for our food. I'll be back. I'm about to go to my car and pump. <laughs> I know this right. We went to Vegas, girl. I came back with a um, big old lunch bag cooler thing with my breast milk. So, yes, I wasn't playing. (laughs) That's what's up. So, now, for me, on this same topic, like, what is what was the thing that people didn't really talk about uh, when it came to pregnancy? Of course, delivery. I think epidural is something I heard a lot of labor and all of that, having contractions. Um, I think those type of terms and, and words were, were kind of common, even going to baby showers and all that different types of stuff. That's all you hear. Yeah, that'll be a part of conversation. But what nobody talking about postpartum no one was talking about postpartum and I know for me dealing with the physical and emotional facts like you brought up the swollen feet and the elephant legs like I was scared because I didn't know what was going on like why is my legs swelling up so bad important for us to educate ourselves but I'm like dang like who's gonna open the door for me to walk through to gain more knowledge on my own to you know start it for me and I just felt like my doctor which I, you know, I don't know, but I know my doctor was white. I'm not sure if they played a part in anything for her not putting me on game of what was going on, but she did not like educate me on anything or nothing. I do love my, my doctor pediatrician that we were seeing in Memphis. Uh, and she was a white lady, but when we went in that room, she was educating us. 
she was letting me know what some things I may have to look out for for my baby when she's at this stage. Oh, you know, she get a couple more weeks, she may start doing this and that. So I love that. But I was not getting any type of postpartum education from my doctor and it scared the heck out of me. We already in the pandemic. I don't want to go to no back to the hospitals or emergency room because I don't want to bring no germs back to my baby. I don't want to bring COVID back to my baby. Uh, and I had her in the height of the pandemic. So that scared me. Being isolated from my friends and family, no one can really come into my house. Like me and my mom got into a big spat and I know that she just wanted to be near me and my and her grandkids but I'm like having my husband is like worrying me like we don't need nobody and I'm like feeling my mom frustration I'm sad too so I'm like crying because my mom can't be there crying because I'm trying to still like not you know bring no germs around my baby crying because I don't want no drama with my husband crying because I feel alone crying because I didn't have nobody because when I had my son I had everybody at the hospital everyone was there family friends everybody was was supporting me on this new chapter but the second time around, I felt so isolated. And I think that's another reason COVID made uh, my postpartum increase even more. Um, and I wasn't working anymore. I wasn't, I, I, I quit my job um, uh, towards the end of my pregnancy, um, which I think that was a blessing because that's when, you know, getting all the COVID and shutdowns and I had to go into people's house because I was a caseworker. So I had to like go in my client's home. So I'm like, ooh, I'm glad I ain't got to worry about that. But I'm not getting to like interact with people besides my husband. Like my husband's the only person I was interacting with in my home. So it just, my postpartum was just like a hot mess. <laughs> so that is something that I know that is not discussed, you know, especially I didn't get that piece, what was going on. I had to do my own research and it was such a blessing because I was still in grad school that it just so happened um postpartum counseling dealing with postpartum with your patients with postpartum depression specifically with women um was one of the things um that I was going over in my class so it was actually the videos and the and the and material that my professor had us to read and review I'm like oh my god I'm going through postpartum depression this was the, everything I was reading, all the symptoms, everything. I'm like, this is, this, I've been going through this. I'm crying and, and not wanting to shower and, and not want to deal with your baby sometimes and all of that. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going through this. And then as I got to see the face. Sis, hold on. Like, hold what? on. What girl? We don't need them saying you don't shower. <laughs> girl, I didn't want to shower. I didn't feel like it. But you know, girl, that's true though. Like, yeah. okay. The first I thing I thought about, but no, I heard a lot of people say that. The first thing I, the first thing I thought about was B Simone. <laughs> girl, okay, honey. Shout out to B Simone. Shout out to B Simone. That wasn't due to no postpartum depression though either. So B Simone, <laughs> that's a whole nother subject right there. Girl. <laughs>